0: Gavin, I don't have it in my heart to be mean to you, buddy. It's been that kind of week. Sorry. I'm an ass. The following podcast contains...
1: (gasps) Oh! Won't somebody please think of the children?
0: Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When your idea of social distancing involves keg stands with your bros, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe. This is a Friday, March 20th, 2020. But are you getting it? Armageddon it. Edition of the show where we talk about the other side of the idiot coin, the youngs that keep on partying like it's 1999. Stay tuned. The Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by returning sponsor Arnold's Apocalypse Palace. When the end is near, Arnold has you covered. Are you in the market for meals ready to eat, water purifiers, and solar generators? Looking for high quality medical supplies, shortwave radios, and long gun ammunition? Or do you need a whole end of the world bunkers bunker special? Everything you need to survive the end of days is at Arnold's Apocalypse Palace. It's the only place to stop from one-man quick shelters to an array of underground decommissioned missile silos you can ride out Armageddon in comfort and style. Act now and get a free desalinator with any purchase over $50,000. Just use the promo code DOOMED at checkout at Arnold's Apocalypse Palace. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out having a good time. Whatever happens,
1: happens. Like it's really messing up with my spring break. It's, what is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty, and we need to address yes, that. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago, and it was kind of up in the air if we still go. But, like, we're here, I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing. But we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. I mean, it sucks, but... We're gonna make the best of we're it. Enjoying we're enjoying ourselves. Now. It sucks, and I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're gonna enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day, turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just gonna do what happens, when it happens, when stuff closes, we're gonna do it when it closes, but uh, uh besides that, we're just trying to have the best chip we can.
0: I too was once a foolish person, living only for the moment i would act as though nothing mattered and everything that did not impact me personally was someone else's problem
1: in my own defense that was last week
0: also i lived through y2k which as doomsdays went was kind of a letdown i remember sitting in my bunker which was only a bunker in that it did not have windows because it was an unfinished basement in my house my friends and i were highly intoxicated watching the clock staring at our computer monitors waiting for everything to go dark. That was really stupid. I mean, it had already been midnight the year 2000 on the other side of the fucking dateline for most of the day and nothing had happened, but here we were, shit-faced, watching the clock and giggling, waiting for the lights to go out. As most of you know, unless you have just come out of your Y2K bunker this week, and oh, man, if you did... Wow, that is really bad timing we all survived Y2K would an area glitch in the matrix. At the time, because I was a drunk, drunk shithead, I did not realize the reason we were not all sitting in the dark eating the weaker members of our society raw was that years of preparation and hard work went into fixing the bug before shit went bad. Billions of dollars and who knows how many hours went into writing a code that recognized four digits instead of two so society could continue to function. Of course, That was back when we had a semi-functional government, and the worst thing a president could do was get a hummer from an intern. Those were the days. (laughs) Comparing Y2K to COVID-19 isn't comparing apples to oranges, it's more like comparing apples to a metastasizing tumor. Sure, they're both vaguely round in shape, but one is a crisp, delicious, healthy treat, and the other is a fast-moving death machine that will kill you unless you seek medical treatment immediately. I hate metaphors. Well, that's mostly because when they're as bad as that one, I can hardly blame you but I needed to make that transition and I am pretty stressed out what with all the things going on. Last week, we talked about the Fox generation's reluctance to accept the new reality of 2020 where they can no longer do things the older Americans seem to enjoy, like, I don't know, bingo at the senior center or if they are Gen X boomer cusp, slamming into one, slamming into one another in the mosh pit to the sex pistols. I don't wanna see any broken hips. But even now, Fox is on board with, with this since someone presumably took our idiot-in-chief into a back room and showed him some simple slides with small words and many compliments explaining how fucked up the situation was. This week, however, we turn our attention to the opposite end of the generation spectrum and look to see how the Gen Zs are coping with the new normal and can this podcast just things are, uh, they say things are, uh, well, uh, they're, uh... This could be a whole lot better. Now, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush here, but uh, but that is exactly what I'm going to do. It seems to me that a certain segment of the youth are focusing not on what their country can do for them, but on what they can do to their country. From a March 19th article in The Washington Post, quote, not even a pandemic could prevent Bradley Sluter from partying in Miami for spring break. An Ohio native, Sluter had been planning a getaway for three months, according to Reuters, when Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ordered all the bars and nightclubs to shut down for 30 days to reduce the spread of the novel coronavirus. It unfolded as the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention urged a nationwide heart to gatherings of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks. Yet, the aspiring SoundCloud rapper suggested that enjoying spring break and going against a nationwide call for social distancing was worth the public health risk, unquote. Bradley, who looks... uh, Exactly what you might think an aspiring SoundCloud rapper might look like. The kid's a douchebag. Exactly. Is the young fella you heard in the show intro saying if he gets the Rona, as the kids are calling it, well, that just means he gets the Rona. He told the Post in between puffs of his hookah in Miami this week, he said the trip was all in good fun. Quote, whatever happens, happens, Sluter said. I weep for the future. It is concerning enough that even Fox News hosts are starting to plea for the the youngs to pay attention. Yeah, Fox News a fucking week ago they were saying the Chinese virus, as they call it, was a hoax to undermine the mindless fucking dipshit in charge. Now, they're running stories by their younger correspondents and hosts to take, pleading with them to take this shit for real. I had friends
1: and family who at first weren't thinking this was real either. And I'm in Seattle so we kind of got hit first. And I was telling them, this is real. This is what it feels like here. And I think sharing my message of what it felt like and what I was feeling made them take it seriously and I don't know if these kids aren't calling their parents what are, like call your mom call your dad because you can and do that and I think that's the problem they aren't connecting with their family right now
0: do you think that we have 50 states and 50 different messages is that the problem
1: it could be I mean I am listening to the message that I am getting here in Washington state and we have been getting a message from day one that is care about one another and To make everyone better, you have to just sit home. And we've had that for two, three weeks here. We've been told that. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, we in Washington state are following the rules. There are still people playing soccer at the park, which drives me nuts. But Mm -hmm. I think it could be that. But I'm just paying attention to what my state is telling me.
0: Yeah, things are not going great in the messaging department. It appears that President Fox News and his flaccid state, Oregon, are kind of blaming millennials for the exact same thing they were seeing and doing as recently as seven days ago. As a medical professional, what is the one bit of information that is either ricocheting around the Internet or you have heard from people ask you that absolutely is not right and you can just uh, sell that right now?
1: well the truth is i see a lot of people just dismissing this saying that this is no worse than the flu and i'm going to continue to live my life especially these millennials and these younger generations but the truth is that this may be the same as the flu Mm -hmm. we will not know that until next year right now this is more severe than the flu we have a higher death rate and the biggest issue that i'm concerned with is the overrunning of our hospital systems i don't want to see our hospital systems collapse
0: because of this Okay, okay, couple things here, Fox and fuckwits. There's no maybe about this being worse than the flu. Have you looked at the rest of the world, which has been dealing with the... Nope, nope, sorry, that was a stupid question on my part. Of course you haven't. You're Fox News. Second thing, and this is just something that bugs me about pretty much all the media as how they're still using millennials as a catchphrase for the youth of today. Over half the millennial generation are in their 30s. They have kids onset of lower back pain. Many of them have gym memberships. They don't know how to cancel. I don't think we should be blaming millennials for spring-baked douche bros and the backwards baseball caps. Okay. Still, it's a valid concern that perhaps the youngs are being a touch cavalier in their approach to all of this. A Guardian article from March 18th said this, quote, Authorities in countries around the world in lockdown over the coronavirus outbreak are warning young people obey the rules on social distancing amongst widespread reports of partying and gatherings. Scientists and health officials say that revelers meeting for lockdown parties and end-of-the-world drinking sessions were acting irresponsibly by contributing to the spread of the virus. In Berlin, renowned for its non-start partying and a magnet for European clubbers, police have repeatedly broken up gatherings and last weekend forced more than 60 clubs and bars to close after they defied a decree by local authorities ordering the closure of all entertainment venues. The police also report that corona speakeasies have been springing up around the city where owners of closed bars have taped up the windows and locked the doors only allowing in guests who have registered or who deliver a specific knock on the door. In a tweet, Berlin police warned if you run a bar, tape up the windows and allow people to enter only by knocking or arranging to come in advance, then you should know that we're not living in a situation like Chicago in the 1920s. Instead, it will trigger a police operation. Unquote. Okay. Okay, another quick thing here. First of all, I'm going to admit that even I, a 50-year-old with past respiratory issues and a tobacco habit, have to admit that the idea of a corona speakeasy is kinda fucking cool. Dave! Dave! No! Which is why we should definitely come up with some other term for them, like, I don't know, death swap parties or grandma murder gatherings. You know, change the branding, because honestly, admit it, you want to go to a corona speakeasy too. And the phenomenon is truly global. All of these are from the same Guardian article, quote. In Dunedin, New Zealand, hundreds of university students have ignored government ban on the mass gatherings and have pushing ahead with plans for the annual Hyde Street Party on April 4th, which is traditionally attended by thousands of first-year university students and infamous for fights, mass drunkenness, and public disorder. Princeton University in New Jersey reported an explosion in parties, according to local press and students, after it announced last week that its teaching would be moved online and students were sent home. Some talked of having a last blast or dancing under the volcano parties. Israeli citizens have been criticized by their president saying quote we must not turn these days into leisure days he said an address to the nation i hear that our beaches and hiking trails are bursting the danger is real let me ask you again to follow the instructions regarding distancing and to keep away from gatherings this is a real danger unquote Last week, the Thai Ministry of Health confirmed that a cluster of patients had tested positive for the virus after sharing drinks and cigarettes together and in a closed room for a long time. In Liverpool, punters raised pints in the air and sang the fuck the coronavirus to the soon of the Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes in one busy pub. Kids today, huh? Around the world, people are being, you know, people ignorant, apathetic, selfish, and most of all stubborn in the face of the news that life as they knew it has to change, at least for the foreseeable future. Young people, by the very fact of their youth, are bad at that sort of thing because they've never really had to live with the consequences of their actions. They have no frame of reference. That is until they kill Grampy Joe with their Rona.
1: It's just my Grampy, he was a real prick.
0: Okay. Also, and this is pretty dark, and I've had this thought for a while, and I just kind of want to exercise this particular demon. Maybe the kids are doing it because they might subconsciously want to sort of speed up the shuffling off of some mortal coils, you know? Got dark fast. Now, clearly, I don't think these kids are intentionally ignoring the Rona because they want to kill their Grant Gammies and Gampies. They, but they are watching the world fall apart around them and weighing the odds of their being okay in the near term and noting how certain generations fucked an entire planet bareback and then walked away without even tossing the planet a towel to wipe off. It's possible that they're not exactly upset with a significant chunk of said generation going into the light a few years ahead of schedule so their generation might have a few more good years with them before the next pandemic comes along and kills all of us. Okay, wow, (laughs) just, just wow! Because we all kind of know that if this virus was flipped and reversed, and it impacted young people the same rate it does old people, and the oh, it didn't impact the old people that much, the boomers would be off on their fucking booze cruise right now. I mean, honestly, some of them kind of already are doing that. Like Senator Ron Johnson of Milwaukee, who actually said, "quote I'm not denying what a nasty disease COVID-19 can be, and how it's obviously devastating." to somewhere between one and 3.4% of the population. But that means 97 to 99% will get through this and develop immunities and will be able to move beyond all this, he continued. But we don't shut down our economy because tens of thousands of people die on the highway. It's a risk we accept so we can all move about. We don't shut down our economy because tens of thousands of people die from the flu, unquote. Huh, even at the best case 1% scenario, That's like 3.3 million people dead there, Ron. Ron, who was, by the way, 64, so maybe if that 3.3 million dead were Gen Z kids, that particular boomer would be one kicking off their shoes to a little square dancing and bingo calling. After all, the damn kids never visited anyway there, right, Ron? And By the way, if you are Ron's grandkid and you're coughing, pay a visit to Grandpa Ron. He sure misses you.
1: Jesus
0: Christ, Dave! I regret nothing. Like I said, I don't actually think that it's the case. It's just a little dark imp in my psyche that I need to put out there to, uh, I almost said infect, and that's in really poor taste. Let me say instead, influence others. What I think the real reason that kids are being like they are is because they're fucking kids. If I were 21 and still in the military, I cannot tell you how fatalistic and fuck it all I would be. Actually, I can tell you that. I have a podcast that you are, for some reason, listening to. I grew up in the last generation where nuclear war was still a thing that we worried about. I mean, nuclear war is still very much a thing today. We just don't worry about it anymore. I spent most of my childhood living in the crosshairs of a nuclear warhead, then my entire young adult life in those same crosshairs and intentionally going into buildings to look for bombs with an animal that, while highly trained, capable, and I trusted my life, would often stop to and lick his own asshole in the middle of the search because sometimes you gotta live in the moment, man. Dogs deserve dignity too, sir. As part of that life, I intended to ignore grim things that were completely out of my control. Would that be old men in bunkers giving launch orders or some dude who was crafting well-made explosive devices in a cabin because Sheila didn't take him to junior prom? It was a coping mechanism that I think a lot of people developed to one degree or another. And it was certainly easier to be apathetic and misanthropic than it was to do something that would actually change things. Young people by their nature are resistant to the idea of mortalities, theirs and others. I can still remember what it felt like to be young, dumb, and full of cum. I mean, uh, a comforting sense of uh, nothing really being able to harm me. You could no more have told me at 20 that some little virus was out there with the potential to kill me or to kill people I love than, I don't know, well I guess the actual real little virus that was out there that could kill me or kill people I love because I didn't wear a condom. It was just something that happened to other people. Just like now. The reality of coronavirus is actually how the numbers of the people who are actively harmed rather than just made ill or inconvenienced is actually, in reality, by percentage, extremely small. 200,000 cases as of March 19th out of 7 billion people. It's a statistical drop in the ocean. And most of these young people can actually do that math because apparently Common Core was actually good at making math real to people instead of a string of gobbledygook numbers I learned in school chances are these numbers will explode in the coming months but young people don't live for the coming months they live for now particularly young people who have taken a look at the long-term predictions for this planet and realized how shitty the future looks they figure they might as well enjoy life now while they can because tomorrow if it exists is probably going to be a bag of crap i want to blame them but somehow i can't if i were 21 I know me, I would be out there drinking Corona at a Corona speakeasy and doing my na- damnedest to get some rona sex because everyone knows that fucking at the end of the world is the best kind of fucking there is. But I'm gonna close the show on an up note which is admittedly hard to do at this type of time of panic and fear. From a March 18th article in the New York Times, quote: but younger activists also found something hopeful in the drastic actions being taken by governments across Europe because they might normalize the concept of large scale state interventions. All the politicians in the last year have said, oh, it's not possible to act, said Mr. Passak. But now we see it is possible. Across Europe, leaders have enacted policies that in ordinary times would have been contemplated by, the only, by only the most radical of leftists. In Italy, the government has suspended mortgage payments to soften the crisis effect on homeowners. In Denmark, the government will subsidize 75% of company payrolls to persuade firms not to fire their staff. In France, the state will delay taxes for stricken companies and guarantee more than 300 billion of corporate debt. And in the United States, Mitt Romney, the Republican Senator from Utah, joined left-wing calls to pay every individual a basic income regardless of whether or not they were employed. On the environmental front, the crisis also dragged rat- drastically reduced pollution, pollution in Italy and China. Data released by the European Space Agency and NASA showed the restrictions on traffic and air travel had significantly slashed pollution in the skies above Milan and by as much as 30% in Wuhan, in the center of the pandemic in China. Part of this reordering might include a greater solidarity between generations, Mr. Horvat hoped, citing gestures of kindness like Mr. Bendix and the number of spontaneous phone calls he had received from long lost friends since the start of the crisis." Unquote. People are singing from balconies and forming groups to take groceries to the elderly. One, two, three, four. People are singing from balconies and forming groups to take groceries to the elderly. People are starting to put aside their petty differences and work toward a common goal, and maybe some of the stupidity that's marked the past two decades is softening against the hard reality of COVID. It may be too soon to say, but there's a chance here that in our common struggle against an enemy, an unseen and, dare I say, alien enemy, humanity might have a breather for a moment to reflect on what's actually important in our lives. Once the beach parties and speakeasy are no longer the next new thing and this long, slow grind to vaccine or treatment begins to sink in, we can reach out to the people we care about and reconnect after our divisions that fractured us, that we can recall how similar we are or how we all need the same things in the end, how we need one another just to get through this crazy shitstorm of a world. I know I've been in contact with my family more in the past few weeks than in the past few years. We have our differences, but we still more or less get along. So maybe we take one tiny shred of good out of this and make something of it. And if you are really looking for silver linings to all these dark clouds, I offer you this one. Even the most ardent supporter of the orange dipshit is not going to take an empty 401k and long-term unemployment lightly. When the Republicans are endorsing policies that were once wildly leftist, even absurd, like universal basic income, they're crossing a line they can't move back from. Bernie Sanders isn't going to be president, but Joe Biden is going to look a lot more like Bernie Sanders in office, more than anyone could ever have thought possible before COVID. Things are going to change in America, and all it took was the end of the damn world to make a few of them happen. That is it for our show this week. Technology is amazing. We have this new setup where I can record the show from home and still insult Gavin via the internet. It's really helping me get through this troubling time. I don't know what I would do without the li- would do without it. Liquor stocks are holding well, and my local liquor store tells me the supply chains are solid all the way back to Ireland, so don't be panicked by all the Jamesons out there. There's plenty out there. You do not need five bottles at one time because we all know if you have five bottles of Jameson in your house, you will drink all five bottles of Jameson in your house one right after the other, or I'm just maybe projecting my drinking problem onto you. Speaking of drinking and drinking problems, rate and review this show wherever you get your pods. It helps others find the show and develop their own drinking problems from listening to me rant. Follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast with show name on Facebook. Would say donate to Patreon, but it looks like Uncle Sam might be kicking a dollar to you in the near future. And when they do, I'm going to consider them a patron. I'm a Sin Chuck Schumer Show t-shirt. So for me, Dave, and my own private Corona speak easy blood producer, cannot believe they cancel British football season, Gavin, and all the fictional Gen Z screen breakers on the show, we want to say you best come inside like you're ready to. Even if you're alone, you can dance. And we'll see you all next week. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow <laughs> Seltzer King's podcast.